Welcome to the trap. Welcome, welcome to the trap. Welcome to the trap. Welcome, welcome to the trap. Let's go. Zen. Trap. Zen. Trap. Zen. Trap. Zen. Trap. Protect your peace. Protect your energy. Take the time to free your mind. Sit back and unwind. Stay on your mental grind. It's the vibe cultivators, the move regulators, the negative thought slayers, the Zen Trap creators. Welcome to the Zen Trap podcast. Welcome to our first segment on what we like to call Zen Trap Perspective or ZTP. So these ZTP uh, perspectives, Zen Trap perspectives, is really going to be your boy Zen P and Yogi LG breaking stuff all the way down so we're going to do books and videos that we've thought are very helpful in our lives as tools and guiders on just how to kind of shift your mind and perspective on uh your outlook so that you can kind of change your your progression absolutely so uh the first book we got is atomic habits um tiny changes remarkable results this is by james clear um, it's an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. This is a New York Times bestseller. Um, highly recommend it. We're going to tell you why as we jump into it. Right. So as Yogi LG said, these ZTP perspectives, we're going to have a nice little flow and uh, method to the to the madness here and structure. Sure. So, you know, work with, it, work with us as this is our first one. For we sure. We promise we will get better <laughs> and we promise we will be consistent. Absolutely. So if we start with it, uh, Yogi LG, tell me who you, who would you recommend this book to? Um, I would probably recommend this book to people who are really trying to uh, change some of their, their bad habits. Like okay. uh, if you're trying to like also even develop some new ones, like if you're trying to figure out how to like, all right, I got to stop that. I hate that I do that. That's the that's the person I would probably recommend it to. Okay. Um, or or people that do like little like I could even say OCD type people that do like little stuff mm-hmm. out of habit. Just just because, just because I've right. always done it. Always my mama always like, opened the egg carton. Yeah. Why I do it. Exactly. Just like, so you ask them like it's just, I just need to do it. I okay, just got to do it. Like cool. all right, but that take thirty so, minutes out of your day. Why you do that? So why would you recommend it to people like that? Like what do you think? Like uh, what do you think would just because them? the book really like breaks down like each and every like method and motivation to the things we do right okay, so okay don't give them too much uh for me i would recommend this book kind of similar to you anybody that kind of has a bad habit like a nagging bad habit they kind of want to get rid of or vice versa you're trying to develop some good habits to obtain some goals or something you got in your life or do something more efficiently or you've been striving for some goal for a while now you just haven't been doing it for whatever reason right i definitely would recommend reading this book for, oh, I was about to go ahead and go into like don't, what? Don't don't give them too much, all right, man. All right, I'm trying not to give them too much. So, P, how would you describe this book or to a person who's never read it, never even all seen right. the cover? So, you somebody that's never book. read Atomic Habits, I would say this book literally breaks down what a habit is, what habits should be used for, kind of redefines your whole idea on kind of what a habit is. It talks about maybe even like the science. Uh, so definitely in our background, we, I, I personally love the science they talk about in this, right. like the kind of human factors piece. The they psychology give, the perspective. The psychology behind Absolutely. it, uh, yeah. behind triggers and cues and stuff. So if, if you've never read this book, I would say it really gives you a breakdown into really defining 
why you do the things you do kind of when you're on autopilot and stuff. And really as simple as this is, is it, is the things you're doing as habits serving you or not serving you? Absolutely. That's, that's and I was, I was just going to add to that. Like if I'm, I'm introducing it to somebody, I'm, I'm going to add basically like, is this habit good for you? It, how would you categorize this habit? It shows you kind of how you can categorize it, how you can put it into different groups. And you have to define what's good for you. Exactly. But it's all aligned so on subjective. It's all aligned on your goals, right? All aligned so on your goals. So you get to determine like, okay, I smoke every day. Is that a good habit or a bad habit? Yeah. It, it depends on what smoking does for you. Is your goal to, to be high or release uh, anxiousness right. every day from that? Is that your coping mechanism? Right. Yeah. Is your goal to run a marathon? Then... I don't know. Maybe the smoke. But if your goal is to like relax, to get some writing done, and that helps you, then it's a good back on the marathon thing. Maybe the smoking it helps you rehabilitate or rehab. So you still. So it's just about a lot. But this book just breaks down pretty much every habit, uh, not every habit, but actually like why you do the things you do, and it kind of brings up examples for you. He has stories. So so speaking of that, what's your favorite bar in this book? Favorite bar. Quote or your biggest overall right. takeaway? So my biggest takeaway, uh, which it, it was, it's probably gonna be very similar to yours. Maybe, maybe not. Um, motion versus action. Mm. That was my biggest takeaway. You gonna have to, you gonna have to expand on that a little bit. Just All like right. motion so versus action. Just a little bit of what that, at least for what it means to me, right? Is sometimes you you getting ready to do something big. Let's say I'm about to uh, start a business, right? And I'm just Every day, I'm just talking about what I'm going to be doing. Like, oh, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to give me a bank account. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to make a list. I'm going to have this whiteboard up in my room, all this stuff, right? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then you ain't not, you're not, you're getting, you're doing a lot of motion, a lot of movement. Another word for motion, you're doing a lot of planning. You're doing a lot of planning, exactly. Which is not a negative on the planning. Right. But at some point, you got to kick it into action. You got to start You got to get to it. Like, if you saying, I'm, I'm going to go to school. Practice. Practice. <laughs> talking about practice? No, but if you're saying, like, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to go get my master's or something, right? And you you, you applying for the classes. You researching colleges. Talking to people about talk, where to go. All that kind of best, stuff. Best major to do. Right. But then when you get into class, you ain't studying. You ain't doing no action. You was doing a whole lot of motion. Basically, you was doing a whole lot of talking, planning, but now you're here. Now you got to show up. And if you take it a step further, though, they actually accomplished the goal that you set for. They went back to college. Well, let's say to get a degree. Oh, okay. Now you, you know what I'm saying? You, my okay. Bad. But, but no, no, just no a little bad. bit about just kind of that motion versus actually getting into the action, that, actually doing the Okay, work. so that's your biggest takeaway. Yeah, I think sure. for me, my favorite bar is definitely something similar to what you uh, did uh, matter of fact, I kind of wrote the page number down, so I kind of want to reference it. Oh, go ahead. Jump in that book then. Come on, man. 142. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's a lot of bars in here, but actually, I'm really just going to elaborate on what you did. Yeah. So, if motion doesn't lead to results, why do we do it? Because mm. if you plan it, it ain't going to never lead to no results. That's Planning true. will never lead to results. Nope. Sometimes we do it because we actually need to plan or learn more, but more often than not, we do it because motion allows us to feel like we're making progress without running the risk of failure. Dang. Most of us are experts at avoiding criticism. It doesn't feel good to fail or be judged publicly, so we tend to avoid situations where that might happen, and that's the biggest reason why you slip into motion rather than taking action. You want to delay failure. 
it's easy to be in motion and convince yourself that you're still making progress. You think I got conversations going with four potential clients right now. This is good. We're moving in the right direction. Or I brainstorm some ideas for that book I want to write. This is really coming together. Motion makes you feel like you're getting things done, but really you're just preparing to get something done. When, pre when preparation becomes a form of procrastination, mm, you need to change something. You don't want to merely be planning. You want to be practicing. That's See, good. I don't want to read too much. Like, don't this, read too much. That's enough. That's enough. So that was my biggest takeaway, though, is that yeah. saying, like, it's just that, like, you can feel like, oh, man, I'm, I'm doing so much. And you can literally just be in analysis paralysis. Like, right. I have all of these plans just like, but you ain't done. You, you literally haven't done Anything. Anything though, towards the results, towards the goal, towards the goal, right? I you can't take away the planning that you done, but towards the goal, you ain't done nothing. You can throw any random goal out there. So, you, so you I got another bar. Yeah. I got another, or or even an area of the book. Yeah. Um, and I think it's this is summarized. But okay. sometimes you enjoy the craving more than the reward. So in the book they talk about Ooh, the four steps. Now getting addicted to the craving. Yeah, just, just like, you just get addicted to the craving of the habit. Like, ooh, ooh, I want to smoke, I want to smoke. And that's related to the environment as well, when Absolutely. you think about that. Absolutely. Just think about going home and it's like, ooh, man, I want to eat everything. I, I'm going all back home to my hometown. I want to eat all everything. the bad food. And you're more so excited about the craving of that. The craving. Because sometimes the you eat the food and it ain't even as good it ain't as it even, used to be. It didn't even hit like it, it used to be. It don't even hit. But that crave, you do it every time. It's just because nostalgia. Yep. So I think that was a bar just talking about like, all right, why am I doing this? Am I doing it just for that craving or am I doing it for the actual result? And it's all in the book. It's all in the book. What was your favorite chapter? Ooh, maybe that that chapter about Q, craving. What chapter uh, is it? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was chapter three. Maybe it was chapter three. It was chapter three. I think it was chapter three. And Q, I think craving, response, Q, reward. Q, craving, response, reward as well. <laughs> It just came to you. It huh? just came to me. All of a sudden. <laughs> I sure. agree. So chapter three. Chapter? So just to be specific about what you just said, chapter three talks about what we were just mentioning briefly about like kind of finding what your trigger is and figuring out what the cue, craving, response, and reward system is in that. Right. And you can really even break that down further into figuring out what it is for a bad habit or establishing a, a new good habit. Good right. habit. So just wanted to elaborate on that a little bit. My favorite chapter was what we just talked about, that motion versus action. The name of the chapter is Chapter 11, Walk Slowly But Never Backward. Never, never backwards. Walk Ooh, that's slowly. a bar in itself. That's a bar Walk in slowly, but never man, backwards. Man, <laughs> Hey, man, I got to get a picture of me looking like I'm walking backwards. Maybe a boomerang. So, Saints, if you that's will, funny. please turn to page 142. Uh, 142. Chapter 11, where we will walk slowly. But never. But never backward. We will fall forward, if we will. Fall, fall forward. forward. Fall forward. Ooh. Fall forward. Just lean into your faith. Yeah, for sure. All right. That's good. So, would you say, do you have a story in your life that you think could relate to this book? A story in my life that I think can relate to this book. It's going to be good. Just read that. <laughs> he was like, nah. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. I can't. Right, I don't know. I got you Let's got see. something? I don't know. Uh, okay, so just another thing for these ZTPs. 
we like to keep them real uh, fresh too as well. So I have no clue what she's written down for her book reviews or her perspective. For sure. She doesn't know what I've written down. So we like to share this live. Uh, for me, a story in my life that relates. Oh, man. I bet you're going you're gonna to steal this story too as soon as I say it. Ah. When we took our spiritual retreat or our little getaway. Okay. Um, this was one of the first books I read when we got back from, from doing that. And it really helped align my personal and career goals. And it really just like, it helped me. I, I can think the biggest takeaway and story I can say is once I kind of put a plan together, following what this book said, where I, I'm, let's say, I'll give an example. Let's say you think you're really good at something you're doing in your life, like mm -hmm. reading the Bible, going to the gym, mm -hmm. eating healthy. Right. Let's, those three random things. You think that, like, I do really well with those things. If somebody challenges you on that, like, that's a really sensitive subject for you. Mm -hmm. But that's your number one priority or goal or something. My number one priority is getting closer with God through reading the Word. So I'm reading the Bible every day or something right. like that for 10 minutes. Or I'm trying to change my physical body and overall health. Right. So I'm going to the gym every day for 30 minutes. Whatever that those two, like, metaphors or goals yeah. are, you think you're doing something, but you're not tracking it. So... Honestly, you're thinking like, man, I've been going to the gym a lot, way more than I used to, which I used to didn't just go at all. I used right. to not read the Bible at all. You're thinking, man, I at least be going like three days a week, but you, you have no idea because you're not tracking it. Mm -hmm. No idea. You would be wildly surprised what happens when you start tracking it. When you start tracking it, it not only holds you accountable, it makes you feel more kind of even motivated on those days when you don't want to do it. Because those mm -hmm. are the days that you kind of have, like... When motivation don't show up. Oh, when motivation don't Come show on, up. Come on, we're going to talk about that in another episode. But when motivation don't show up. But it's it's just coming from our background, just knowing that, like, any process that's not being measured is out of control. Dang. If there is no standard, there is no improvement. Dang. Man, I'm just dropping bars. He's just dropping bars. So I just really say this, that, like, until you get your process under control, like... Even, I guess, what, well, I would even say until you kind of reach whatever goal you're kind of looking for or where you're in a controlled state, mm -hmm. you need to measure it. You need to measure it. You should be measuring it somehow. We have way too much technology these days, way too many. So how did you measure it in your life? Oh, like, how me, did... I'm, I'm a little extra. I'm a little nerdy. I would not recommend this high level, but. Sorry. I would not recommend this high level, but I tried to make it easy. Something in the book. Yeah. I use my work laptop every day, even if I'm working from home. When I sign into work, the first thing that I would do is track what I did for the day, because honestly, I should have did it before work, which is how I set up my morning routine. Mm -hmm. I should have worked out by now. I should have a journal entry. I should do yada, yada, yada. So I made it quick and easy. It takes me maybe 60 seconds to track what's your mood grade for the day. I'm at a level five. I'm feeling good. Um, if you're below a three, then why are you at below a three? You write something real quick. You can write, uh, had a bad call, had a whatever. Um, did you work out? Yes. Did you something? Yeah. Boom. So, so, you, so you make yourself a check sheet. Little checklist. Bye, 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 bye. Maybe write a few comments. Boom. Now that's all, you know, habit stacking. For sure. Uh -oh. All layers. That's in the book. All layered in my morning routine and make it easy for something that I'm already doing anyway. I know I'm going to get on my work computer. I can at least track what I'm doing throughout the week, Monday through Friday, because I'm on that computer Monday through Friday. Yeah, that's good. Uh, do you have a story? I think I think I will say uh, one of the things this made me think about when we talk about like habit stacking, right? <clears throat> I I was like addicted to this game on my phone. I played it 
every day, all day. I don't know. Probably open that app 50 times a day. Oof. That's a lot, right? Ooh, I feel like I know where you're going. Right. And so what I started doing was if I lose, like you could lose each round. If I lose, I would attach it to another positive thing. If I lose in this game, I got to stop playing and doing some, do something productive. This is before I read this book. I had no clue where you were going. I'm glad right? I listened. Yeah. So this was before I read this book. I just started like, all right, if I lose this round, I got to go do something productive for 30 minutes. I can't come back to the game. And this was all to try to, like, stop me from <laughs> stop me from playing this game, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. And and you lose often. It's not like you could just be perfect every time. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I started doing that. So then when I read the book, it was started talking about tying, you know, things together, tying habits together. If you Back do this. Your favorite chapter about response, reward, like craving. So now you got a new positive habit craving of. Exactly. I want to play this game and I want to win so I can like stay procrastinating. But like, ooh, even if I lose, like, damn, okay. I know, I know something good is coming from it. So I would say that kind of highlighted that for me and was like, oh, that's one way to do that. And that worked, right? And that's nice that you, you tied all of those together. Like you Absolutely. found a little trigger. Exactly. I want to play this game. Yeah, so I kind of nice. tied it all together, uh, but it it was just a cool story from my life before I read the book to say, like, oh, I'm kind of... And I think that's a good segue to where we're going, because, like, I was going to ask, what can you take away from this and apply to your life right now? So it sounds like you're already doing that. Yeah, I mean, that I think that was one example, for sure, of how I was applying it, but, I mean, I think there are numerous ways I've applied this. Like, you, you mentioned making it easy, right? I can say I definitely will be rereading this book. Oh, for sure. Uh, I definitely need to reread it multiple times, but um, yeah, you were saying make it easy. Yeah, so one thing about making making habits easy is like putting yourself in a position where your environment sets you up for that, right? Ooh, environment was such a big thing in this oh, book. Oh, that was a good chapter too. Like, it was so big for me because I definitely <laughs> wasn't a person that probably before this book really believed in environments like that and probably before I read a lot of other books as well, but like. Definitely after that spiritual retreat, I believe environments so much on how just such a big deal it is yeah. to change your mindset. And that could be a whole nother episode, Absolutely. too. Just talking about changing your environment. Absolutely. Whole episode. But even like, and even things like your physical environment, right? Like setting stuff up so things are easy to access, right? Access, right? What, I, what other environment is there other than your physical? I feel like you're, what I'm saying is like, I feel like you're, Emotional environment matters too, like your oh, mental environment. Yeah, I, feel that. I thought this was what you was talking about. Me? Yeah, yeah. When you were like so much in changing your mindset and your environment. Well, oh, I think we're saying the same thing. I might have. It's like your physical environment affects your emotional environment, it ties it together. Absolutely. So it's the same thing. Yeah. So with me, like making my phone so close to my bed, right? It's the first thing I can reach for. So maybe I change my environment. Well, the first thing I can reach for is this book. So when I get up in the morning, I'm like, ah. Oh, I'm supposed to be reading a book. That's why my phone on the other side of the room, and this book is right here. So making habits that you want to form easy and accessible in your environment. It's all in the book. For sure. What What would you say is something like you can, how can you apply this to your life right now? Like something you could just take right now out of the book, start doing it. I'm telling y'all right now, the biggest takeaway for me, and again, that I'm going to apply, is tracking. I need to stop. Again, I can even say I'm in action, but I can't prove my action without tracking it. So now my action's starting to feel a little bit like motion, and I don't want it to feel like motion. So, so let me stick a pin in that. How do you like some? Sometimes tracking is tedious. 
right? Like you tracking on your laptop. Oh, so perfect. That that's when you're in control of your process. Okay. That's when you feel like so you can even you can even set it up to where you start saying, "All right, you can gradually give yourself a, a I'm glad you asked that. You can gradually give yourself a scoring and make you pass certain grades like school. So let's say you you've never been consistent at working out, but you just want to get consistent. So right now you want to track it. Let's say for the first month, two months, three months, however you want to define it, I'm going to track myself every day to see if I work out. All right. You could say my goal is whenever I get consistent enough where I'm working out on average from what I'm measuring, because I'm measuring it every day, when I'm working on average at four or greater times a week, I'll stop tracking it daily and I'll go to only once a week of saying what I did this week and having like an honor system. And once I graduate to once a week, if I start doing it on average still for the four, I'll go to once a month. And you can start graduating yourself out of tracking stuff. You know what I mean? So like you're rewarding yourself and you're giving yourself more motivation to make sure this process is in control. Okay. But I think you also, because again, I think you want to watch in, in defining something that's tedious as well, because that's dangerous. It's a slippery slope okay. in your mindset. All right. So, but but even a book calls out. Like I think he, it was an example in there about like maybe doing a hundred push-ups seems so overwhelming, right? That you don't want to come back and do it again, right? So maybe you start with one push-up because that's easy. I could do. Oh one yeah, push-up, yeah. But right? that's not in your tracking. That's in you yeah. how you set up. Yeah. The th- what I'm activity. saying is like if I'm thinking about if I'm trying to form a habit, right? The habit is tracking. That's part of a habit. If I don't normally no track, I, you lost. All right. Let me go back. So if I don't normally track what I do, okay, right, and I know tracking is going to help me sh- have results. Right. You need to build a habit to start tracking stuff. Exactly. Okay. But if that habit feels like 100 push-ups, just tracking feels like 100 push-ups. Right. That's a, that's a lot, right? So you kind of want to scale it back. So what's one way I could kind of like scale it back but still start tracking? The, scale back the tracking? The, the tab, in my mind, the tracking – Tracking what I'm doing today seems like 100 push-ups. That's how it is. All right, so let's break that down. Okay. Why does it seem like 100 push-ups? Somebody who doesn't track often, that may be a tedious or difficult task. So I think you need to stack that with with the other habit that you don't like to do, and you need to stack both of those with something that you do like to do. Like, you need to do what you just talked about Mm -hmm. with the craving cue response. Like, you need to find a way to, again, the laws that are in there, make it easy. So, like, what can you stack a trigger or a response that you need to, to to do it? So, if you use your, if you always are on your phone, you can use your phone, even though most people don't recommend that. So, that's a part of knowing yourself as well. Are you a person that's definitely more technology driven, or are you right. a person that needs to go back to pencil and paper? And again, that could be a new habit you want to start to form as well. Like, I want to spend less time with technology, so I want to do this. So, you could combine all those habits almost together, where it says, "I want to use pencil and paper more." Okay. Let me define my morning routine as when I start my morning, I will write out my priorities for the day. I will check them off as I do them. Um, the last thing I do for, for writing is check off my, my habit. Did I do it or not? And again, you can make your, your tracking something fun that's not going to feel tedious or something. So let's say you make your tracking something on the refrigerator or I've heard one friend say they make smiley faces on a calendar and certain color smiley faces mean certain tasks got done for that day. You can start counting up smiley faces. Like you said, it made faces about I'm a little nerdy, so I'm already on the computer. I, what gets me off is those VBA formulas in Excel. So oh if I God. can make some VBA formula, it's like, pop, 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 pop. 
make you a macro some of that sort right whatever's easy for you but i, I do think the i was using a push-up analogy because i wanted to bring up that point that was really good to me because sometimes uh you start like even working out you start working out and you like go so hard you like oh my god that was so hard you don't want to do it again i feel that so you definitely want to start kind of small and reasonable something and you make that habit attractive right so you yeah, make it easy, I, I but wanna, you also make it attractive. I want to piggyback off of that and just say that, like, ultimately what you're talking about is, like, anytime you're starting a new habit or starting to change your life in general, what you got to get used to is showing up. You got to mm. get used to being consistent in whatever that is, and that's exactly what you're talking about. So what I'm talking about is it's a slippery slope of getting that mindset into, like, thinking, like, this is either a waste of my time or this is tedious before you even get into it because now you're starting to flirt back with getting that mindset of like being in motion versus being in action. You don't know how good you are or how bad you are or something until you start trialing it out. That's true. You don't even know if you really like it or not until you try trying it out. It's like food when your mama used to try to make you eat it. You ain't even tried it. you like, nah, I don't like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I still agree with that a little bit. Like, I ain't got to try everything to know if I like it or not. I can make some deductive analysis and assumptions that some stuff fall into some families. But for the most part, when it comes to learning stuff, practice is the best way to get through it. So... At, that's a good point, and I want to read one thing out of here. Yeah, for sure. About just kind of like doing the work, right? Doing the work. Self-control is difficult because it's not satisfying. Right? It's not satisfying. It doesn't make you, oh. You don't get no kind of response I was in such self-control Like, today. I did so good by not, unless you set it up that way. Right. You can set it up to reward yourself every time you, like, when those opportunities arise and you did better than you did before, you can set it up, but it just gets, it gets, it gets, it's such a slippery slope. So you got to make sure that that craving or reward that you give yourself is not something that's going to affect another goal or stuff that you have. Like it's not. So again, I, I feel like I just want to make sure this is coming through clear. You got to make sure how you reward one of your goals or one of you, or when you're doing good in something does not affect any of the other goals that you have. Right. So you don't want anything to counteract what you already got going. If you're trying to lose weight, a good reward should not be like a cheat meal every single time. Right. That is counteractive to you trying to lose, lose weight. weight. Exactly. So you want to reward yourself for doing the action or whatever habit you're forming. And the, but it needs to be aligned with all of your goals, not just one goal. And the reward is neither good nor bad. It's does it serve the habit or not? Yep. Does it serve the outcome, the desired outcome you're looking for or not? If it doesn't, then you don't need to do it. You need to find a, a way to put a, a positive in it or make it neutral. Absolutely. One of those two. Another bar in here was talking about how Bars for days, man. Uh, when liking and wanting are approximately the same, you feel satisfied. Break that down for me. Maybe I don't know what that means. What's that mean? What's that I, mean to you? I'm going to say it one more time just okay. For, okay. for the people in the back. Somebody went to church. Come on now. <laughs> when liking and wanting are approximately the same, you feel satisfied. Whew. All right. So What's that mean to, you? to me, that means when. <clears throat> Sorry. You good? Uh, to me, that means when your desire to have something and you enjoy it is almost like the same then that's your true satisfaction. So remember we were talking about the sometimes the uh the craving is more than the reward. 
like you enjoy the craving more mm-hmm. so than the reward. Mm-hmm. But for for that one, satisfaction is when those two are almost the same. When you want something and, and so you like, like something. Like plus won't equal satisfaction? Kind of like minus, like like and want are equal, then you equal satisfaction. So when like equal want plus? I guess when I say equal, it's the same amount. When you like something and you want oh, something at the, the same, same amount, amount, that's when you satisfaction. equal satisfaction. Correct. When you like it and you want it. Yep. Okay. So I think they so, wrote it in the book as like satisfaction equals liking. And I think they put. Like we like meat want or something? They put, I think they put a minus sign, but I don't think that's what they meant. Dang, I sure don't know where that page went either. Yeah, you sure probably shouldn't try and find it right now. No, that's right here. Satisfaction that's equals likely. Crazy, <laughs> yo, that you just flipped that book open like that. You need to play the lotto right now. Today. 263 is what you need to play. 263. Yeah. All right, break that down. Because you, you, you was wrong about what you said. I was wrong about what? We were saying something different than what's presented right there. So can you break that down? Then liking... This this liking minus one. Did we say anything about minus before? Well, it's not really minus. So what? I know. So break it down. What is it? Is it is it what we say? Like it's, what is yeah, it? it's like the same. So it says when liking and wanting are approximately the same, you feel satisfied. This is the oh, wisdom behind. You. So James, you may want to fix this. It looks like liking minus one from some uh, engineers over here. <laughs> I feel that though. Yeah. But for sure, not to play like devil's advocate, like. Mm-hmm. What? Um, all right, so when, let me when, let me when you, let me just when you read get the this. satisfaction with all right, like, let me read this. With that information? Our, our expectation determines our satisfaction. Mm. The gap between our craving and our reward determines how satisfied we feel after taking the action. So, if the mismatch between the expectation and the outcome is positive, surprise and delight, then we're more likely to repeat a behavior in the future. If the mismatch is negative, disappointment, frustration, then we're less likely to do so. So what I heard you say right then, if I really like Chipotle, I order Chipotle, Mm -hmm. I go get Chipotle, I eat Chipotle, I feel really good, and then five minutes later, I feel really bad, and I start running to the bathroom, and then, good googly moogly, (laughs) (laughs) your bubble guts is coming, good doo doo doo. Now I'm like, man, I do really want Chipotle, but you're not but satisfied. I'm not satisfied because it, it, the, you wanted it really bad. I wanted that it. That was I high, still got the but dopamine. you didn't really like it as much as you you wanted it. I liked it, but I didn't like it for as long as I wanted to. So as long as you wanted it, you didn't like it for that long. So again, the ultimate reward isn't worth it. Correct. Mm-mm. And I ain't really pinned down which item it is in the bowl yet, but I'm working through some combinations because I really like Chipotle. Yeah. All right. All right. So I was just saying, so you just breaking down, like, what can you use that for? Like, what can you apply that for? Like, we learned that, like, we just learned that formula for satisfaction. Like, what can we do with that? Well, I think you can equate that to, like, what really bring. like, a lot of people don't know what they like. Man, you better say something. A lot of people, you ask them, like, what make you happy? What what you want to do in life? What brings you joy? Let's and they, flip it. You telling me everything you don't like. Yep. I don't like this. I don't like how you said that. How would you like me to say it? I don't know. Exactly. 
Yeah. It's not saying that I didn't say it rude or that I couldn't have said it better, but you don't even know how you would like to hear it. You just know what you don't like. And if I keep doing trial and error, you're going to be like, I don't like that either. I don't like that either. All right, but tell me what you do like. I don't know. That's my point. Go figure that out. Right. But ultimately, what that helps me understand is how I become satisfied. When the, with the things that I like or what I want and what I end up liking it, if both of those are high, then that's when I'm most that's when I'm most satisfied. You just out here looking for pleasure. Hey, I'm looking for peace. I ain't even searching for pleasure. Come on now. Zen P. I'm looking for peace. Nah, but for real, like ultimately you need to understand what satisfies you. Um, especially to form those habits, those new habits. I don't know what satisfies me in the dictionary. That just sounds so kinky for some reason. <laughs> I mean, what does Webster say about satisfaction? Like, what is? I mean, we can look it up. It's no problem. Look satisfaction. All right, you got any other bars from the book while I look this up? Any bars from the book, or anything um, else you want them to know about this book? Nah, man, just hey, what are you doing? Oh, you sitting on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> you're just in motion you yeah. want to be in action yeah you might as well pick up a copy of atomic habits read it get your system together that actually serves you go out there and accomplish some goals for sure nah for real though i would say like figure out a plan that works for you, for you. the biggest thing i can say also in this book that again could be a whole nother episode is you are a different age now. You are at a different perspective. And I need to stop doing that. Yeah. You're at a different perspective in your life. You need to be challenging your identity, your morals, and beliefs into how they serve the goals you're looking to accomplish in your Absolutely. life. And you need to keep redoing that on a insert the blank basis. Quarterly, annually, yearly, two years, five Monthly, years. You need to be weekly. reinventing yourself. If you are not changing, you are not growing. I used to be, I think it's a cultural thing. That's a whole nother episode too about right. people wanting you to stay the same and only change in certain ways. Whole other episodes. But again, this is the type of stuff ZTPs are going to be. We like these to be kind of short and quick. We want y'all to go buy these books. These are books that we, we are reading. Uh, follow us and listen to us. We also have some episodes about like how our goals are aligned and stuff and what we're going to be doing. So Absolutely. we're going to be releasing some stuff on that. Um, all right, so I'm going to give you the definition of satisfaction oh, real yeah, quick. Fulfillment of one's wishes, expectations, or needs, or the pleasure derived from this. I, I got stories on that. I know where <laughs> all three of those meet at. <laughs> pleasure sure. Island. Pleasure Island, for sure. You said with your wishes, so your fulfillment of one's wishes, expectations, or needs, or the pleasure derived from this. Is it wars and all of those or ands? It's a or wishes, expectations, or needs, mm. or the pleasure derived yeah, from right. this. I agree with that because it's saying satisfaction is when any of those just meet. Yep. I wish this would happen. It happened. I expected this it to happen. happen. It, it happened. happened. Ooh, that could go deep too because yeah. you could expect bad things to happen. They happen exactly how I expect. I'm you satisfied. should be satisfied. You probably are. Yeah. Because you could get addicted to that negative reaction and negative things. Absolutely. Now, what I want to talk about one episode futurely. Is what happened when it happens better than you could imagine? What's Oof. that called? That's that's like over over satisfaction. That's your overload, baby. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But uh, definitely recommend the book. Piggybacking off what Zmp said, uh, we want you to 
get this book. We James Clear didn't pay us nothing. We just think it's a good book to kind of help you get to your goals, uh, help you reinvent yourself and become the best you, your best self each and every day. Hey man, we doing the same thing. So for sure, for sure. Hey, if you can't so take work in nothing progress. away, you know who you need to be accountable for at the end of the day. Yourself. Yourself. That's it. Yourself. Don't be that guy. I mean, nah, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say don't be that guy that's like not helping other people. Like, yeah. it's it's not about like you not helping other people. Don't be the moral police. Don't be for sure. Don't be the moral police. Don't be the moral police. Don't be better than thou. Just because you read Atomic Habits, don't go out like, oh, nah, I know. Oh, that's a bad habit. No, nah, you don't struggle, need to define that. Your sin is no different than nobody else's. Thanks. Be accountable for yourself. As one friend once told me, worry about yourself. Worry about worry yourself. Worry about yourself. All right, so this is another segment of North Carolina. Z. <laughs> All right, so this is another ZTP segment, a Zen Trap Perspective. Perspective. Another ZTP, Zen Trap <laughs> Perspective. Uh, she's Yogi LG. I'm Zen P. I'm not going to mansplain for her. Say your name. <laughs> Damn, not my headphone out, but Luke, God, please, strong. My bad. You good, you good. Nah, but uh, again, Yogi LG, Zen P, Zen Trap Podcast, we signing out. Many tags, feminists. For sure. Activists. Protect your peace. Digital creator. Protect your energy. Podcast host. Come on now. Life coach. Come on now. Black man. Bow. Hit him with some more. Wing connoisseur. Wing connoisseur. Come on, man. Peace motivator. We ain't even hit them with them yet. They ain't ready. They ain't ready. Hey, thank y'all for watching. Y'all like, comment, and subscribe. I hope it's still recording. That would be funny.